Welcome to the Earning the Push podcast with WrestleMania now just a week away and WWE hitting its stride in a way it hasn't done in years. AEW upping the ante this week with a dream match of its own and with rumours of departures and acquisitions abounding, it continues to be an amazing time to be a wrestling fan. I'm Jack Murley, professional broadcaster here with co-host and professional rugby player Charlie Beckett. Mania's coming. I feel like it's the Coca-Cola truck on the horizon at Christmas. I was sat yesterday and I randomly said to my better half, I love Mania season. And she just looked at me and shook her head like, yeah, I am so excited this year. Like, really the most I've been in a long time. We will get into later whether this is the best build to WrestleMania ever, which you threw out on social media and I think is a hell of a question. Of course, we want you to rate, review and subscribe and enjoy wrestling as much as we do. He's Charlie underscore Beckett on Twitter. I am Jack underscore Murley. And let's get into it because the Bloodline storyline took a major step forward this week as we finally saw the reunion of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. It's official, they're official, and they're taking on the Usos for the tag team titles at WrestleMania, and Charlie, it was a thing of beauty. One of the all-time pops. The noise on Friday Night Smackdown when they embraced was biblical, wasn't it? It was, it was huge. Um, they handled it perfectly, WWE. We were worried about Sammy coming out of the world title picture, coming into uh, into Mania out of Elimination Chamber, and we needn't be because this is just as big, this story. Um, seeing them together on the main roster properly as a tag team is just always so much fun. The way they've built this is exceptional. The Usos have played their part. It was just, it was, it was beautifully done. I think we as wrestling fans after the Rumble were like, we'd handed WWE this amazing thing and we were going, don't drop it, don't drop it, don't drop what you've got with the bloodline here. Because once a Sami Zayn turn happened, it was really difficult to see how they kept the momentum going. Then when he lost at the chamber, we were all feeling pretty bummed. They've done it. They, They have managed to do this remarkable thing and create two huge matches out of it, the tag match and the main event on night two. Yeah, two massive, massive matches that have the potential to be mania matches for the ages, don't they? Could talk about these ones for a long, long time if they get this right. And just moments in the build-up, these that pop for Sammy and Kevin getting back together, as I say, that there are promos between Cody and Roman that are all-time promos. The, the, both these matches will deliver. It's just two brilliant, brilliant feuds that any other year could carry Mania themselves. Happy going on at the same Mania this year. We'll look at Cody and Roman in a bit, but I just want to look at the role Cody played specifically in this storyline. We touched on it last week, that actually the way they've linked Cody through the bloodline has been masterful. They they could have done this whole uh, KO Sammy reunion without Cody playing Cilla Black on Blind Date, trying to get them back together. But they've decided to put him in that role anyway, and it works without feeling overpowering. Yeah, it, it works really well, and it makes sense because, of course, Cody would want them to come together to take down the Usos because, as he explained in uh, in his promo on Raw, that's how he sees this going: the bloodline falling apart, and part of that is the Usos losing. So. Uh, it's been really, really cleverly done. It would be stupid to ignore Cody's involvement in it because, of course, he's going to want them to do well. They have the same the same end goal, which is to bring down the bloodline, and it's the classic thing I said last week, enemy of my enemy is my friend. So they have a, they have a joint reason to be teaming up at the moment. So 
I kind of like the WWE haven't just ignored it. They've embraced it and it feels it makes it feel more organic and natural and like it makes sense. I like the fact that Kevin Owens as well was like, why would I team with someone who didn't want to be my brother? Why, why, why are you making it so transactional, Sammy? And I just thought, bless him. Kevin Owens' feelings are hurt. That's what this all comes down to. He just wants to be loved. Yeah, don't we all, though, at the core of it? Don't we all? But, you know, it's just been... There's so much history with those two. See, Adam, Kevin, and Sammy, obviously, that there's so many more layers as they can lean into. But I like... They've just made it very, uh, very relatable for any human being of your men, mental at your core care about me. And until you do, I'm not going to want to do this with you. And Sammy surely did. And Kevin, Kevin was like, right, let's do this then. That hug as well. Oh, God. That hug, just just as a pop for a hug, that was absolutely exceptional. And genuinely tear-in-your-eye stuff. And you go, this is stupid. I shouldn't be this invested in a hug between two people who we know are best mates off-screen. But I was. And that's part of it for me, is you think, these guys are about to go and have a huge Mania match together. Now, they've both had big Mania matches in the past, um, but separate, like... You think about how many miles these guys have travelled in cars together, the, the ups and downs of their careers they've been through it all. They genuinely are best friends. They're basically family. I think they're godparents, each other's children, etc. What this must mean for them and their families, and like what? Because you, you sacrifice a lot for one of your loved ones, whoever it is, to have a career in anything that they do well in, but especially in professional sport. It's not just the athlete who sacrifices, the family do massively. So there'll be huge, huge amounts of emotion from the wives, the parents, the brothers, sisters, uncle, aunts, children of the of the men, Kevin and Sammy, because they've sacrificed a lot. And these two are about to have together, best mates together, a huge marquee match at WrestleMania. And that's a really big deal for them. So the emotion for me comes from, as well as the storyline, part of what these two guys must feel and their families must feel in real life. And I also think if I had one criticism, and I wouldn't be me without one criticism. Cody watches TV strange. Like all these wrestlers, like that moment at the back where Cody was sideways on to the TV screen, nodding slowly at it. I'm like, who ever watches telly that way? I, I think these guys are playing up to it now. I genuinely do. I think they know that we all think it's weird and they play up to it. I think I really do. Imagine if you got home and your better half was just in your living room, sideways onto the telly. And what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, just, just, just watching, uh, just watching the news, just catching up on what's been happening. Yeah. Well, I, had to, I, I generally did watch the telly sideways. I was like, because the stupid dogs nicked my place on the sofa. I mean, he's huge. What did you expect would happen? Exactly, exactly, exactly. But no, it is, it is one of those funny things wrestlers do where they can't seem to naturally watch telly. It's, it's bizarre, but I loved it. I thought it was all great. So why do they always stand up to watch telly? Do you ever just stand in your living room and, oh, I'll whack, I'll whack, I'll whack Smackdown on, let me stand up? Well, if I ever won the lottery, I would have a house so big that the TV would just be a tron at the other side and I would just sit in a ring just watching yes. it. That's what I would do. Imagine that. Jack, what are you doing? I'm going to watch a bit of Happy Valley. I'm just going to get in the ring. Yeah, I'd also do as well, is I'd get one of those Ringo things, and whenever anyone rang the doorbell, it would have, like, entrance music, and they'd appear on the screen. I would, And this is why I don't do the lottery, because, you know, it would be ridiculous. I think I think we need to get your lottery win now to see this. Just to have me build, like, the Monday Night Raw set. Here's the thing as well. The Usos, I think in about four years, we'll look back on this feud as an all-timer. No one's going to question that. And we will go, we didn't give Jimmy and Jay their props enough. Because you've always loved the Usos. You've loved them with a new day. You've loved Jimmy in this. But to be great faces 
you need great heels. And yet we're talking about Roman, but the Usos carry the load so much. Yeah, they are the absolute unsung heroes of the workhorse, this whole bloodline feud. Like, this all started with um, Jimmy, was it? Yeah, no, Jake, with Roman and Jake, yeah. way back with Hell in a Cell. So this is where this all started. They have been sensational the whole way through. No one's ever doubted in-ring. Well, they did. I saw a um, transformation picture of the day, especially of Jay, of the, the shape he's got in. They're looking fantastic. Yeah. And they're re- they've always been brilliant wrestlers. Their mic skills are exceptional they know their characters inside out they are carrying the load in this hugely and they are one of the all-time great tag teams i truly believe that and they have played their part to perfection they're only slightly overshadowed because roman is is the man isn't he but they are playing their part to a team and what i love is that this all strings together so we saw the ko sammy reunion on smackdown and then on raw we saw Cody and Roman come together for another face-to-face confrontation that smacked it out of the park. An intriguing moment where Solo Sikoa momentarily disobeyed Reigns. A great backstage confrontation between uh, Jay and Roman as well. I mean, let, let's break this down into its constituent parts. Cody shines as a babyface again, and Roman shows a bit of vulnerability, which I just chef's kiss. Yes, yeah, Cody is just putting out all like worldy pro after worldy pro. He just can't stop delivering brilliant pros, and it's it's all about your dancing partner, isn't it? And they seem to just bounce off each other brilliantly, Roman and Cody. And Roman has been doing this for two and a half, three years now, but Cody has stepped up to the plate, and both the promos from each each individual exception the weekend. But when Cody just laid out how the bloodline falls apart. And for the first time, Roman looked genuinely rattled. And then when he just walked off, he had nothing more to say to that, just walked off. And you're like, oh, okay. And then, you, of course, you start to see it solo. Cody gets his solo's head. Solo disobeys Roman. And then someone tweeted, I said to you, you can see the walk up the ramp. Roman is just screaming at Solo. And you just see how this is all going to fall apart from these. These are grown men who are big individuals, are big characters. They are not going to take for too long anyone screaming at them and treating them like this. And I think I think Roman loses the title at Mania. I think the Usos do, and I think Roman just becomes a dictator who starts screaming at them. And either Raw after Mania or not too far after, I think they turn on him. I think the bloodline ends. I was going to say exactly the same, and that's why I think this is so smart, because one of my criticisms of going with Cody over Sammy or having Cody win at WrestleMania was, where'd you go next? Where's your next storyline? And they've won me round on Cody winning. And I think the next storyline is Roman loses and he gets destroyed on the Raw after Mania by Solo, by the Osos, by even Paul Heyman. And then we get mega babyface... Roman Reigns come back in nine months or whatever, and he's looking to take out the bloodline as well. I mean, and they laid those foundations, or they've at least got us thinking about it. Yeah, there's there's so many ways they can go, and actually, Roman without a title is fascinating now because he's had it for almost three years. I think we would have to see him go away for a while, go and do some film, do whatever you need to him because. What we can't have is him get turned on and turn up next week like, oh, I'm so angry. It needs to really scold him. It needs to hurt him. It needs to embarrass him to the point where he can't come back for months. I just, I cannot wait. I, I cannot 
emphasise what a good job WWE has done with this storytelling. Even that backstage confrontation, I looked at it on YouTube, I think it was 1 minute 40 between uh, Roman and, and Jay. And just that bit at the end where Heyman appears in shot and says, did you get the wisdom you were looking for? Did you get the answers you were looking for? And Roman says, yes, I did. They're just laying the seeds everywhere. If this were succession, it would be winning all the awards, hands down. It is that good. Uh, 100%. And you see the popularity of it. I think I saw a stat that in the first 24 hours across all social media platforms and YouTube, the clip from WWE of Sammy and Kevin hugging got viewed over 10 million times. 10 million in 24 hours. Don't tell me this isn't one of the biggest storylines WWE have done in years because the popularity of it is astronomical. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. And for Cody to slot back into this, I know we said this a few weeks back, you cannot underestimate how hard it is for Cody Rhodes to come in knowing he is not the guy that at least 50% of the audience want to be in that slot. I think that's fair. You were fairly okay with him being there. I wasn't. I've been one round by his hard work and his promos. And he he's in that Cena role without being the Cena that was a problem in, you know, that period where it was just turning people off. I think he's done exceptionally. Yeah, he is being phenomenal at the moment. I saw an idea again, I think it was by Wrestle Features on Twitter, huh. of the rumours that Randy is going to be back Mania week. And they were just like, roar after Mania. Bring him out to congratulate Cody and then have him RKO him. And there's your first feud. Do I want that more than Gunter, though? I'm not sure. I think first one up, I, I, I don't think it gets more perfect than that. A return of Randy to congratulate Cody, RKO him, and challenge him for the title, I think it just brings it full circle. I, I, I saw one tweet about it, and I was fully sold on that as the idea. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I can go in on that. The only reason I say it is, remember how hyped we were for RK Bro? Yeah, but where's Matt Riddle? I think I think it's fairly common knowledge that he had to take time off to deal with some personal issues, right? To do with, I think he failed a wellness test. I I think right, that's okay. where he is, and I and so I don't, I don't know, but like Riddle's got to slot back in somewhere if he comes back, and that tag division, which we'll get onto later because of something in AEW, is absolutely stacked, and it could get even more stacked. Before we do that, let's talk about other WrestleMania matches because it is such a good build this year. Finally, someone at WWE has realised that maybe Logan Paul isn't someone that people want to cheer. They got there in the end. Took longer than we thought it would. <laughs> Took longer than we thought it would. But well done, we've got there in the end. Yeah, just the the most natural heel in the world and doing, again, we say every time, he's really good at this and I hate that he is. I actually hate that he is. I want him to be bad. He's really good at this. I forget because I, I am too old to be his demographic right i'm too old to be the guy who follows him on tiktok and and you know all those places so to me I, you are on yeah uh, you are on tiktok well now i've come off tiktok you see have you yes i thought that those chinese government agents might be too intrigued by our wrestling videos so i decided fair, to come off it fair. well hi us one china nil yeah exactly take that xi jinping uh <laughs> let's get that on a t-shirt um no, that's not where i thought we were going this morning <laughs> But the thing is, I forget that he's not like a six or seven year professional wrestler who's come up through the indies. Just the poise he held himself with for the promo. Forget the physicality. 
not easy to stand in the middle of a ring with a microphone on your own, a crowd that hates you, and just be like, yeah, sure, why not? And it's not like they've given him anything easy to do to experience. He, am I right? His first match was last year's Mania. Am I right on that? Yeah, it was last year's Mania. With, with the Miz, wasn't it? With the Miz. And then I feel like he did at SummerSlam. There was something at SummerSlam. And then he's, that he's was the Roman, Miz match, I think. Yeah, he tagged with the Miz last year. Then he was against the Miz, I think. Then he went got a world title shot with Roman in Saudi. Because, of which, course, he did. It worked. Like, it yeah. was a great match. And now they've thrown him with Seth Rollins. And he came out of the Rumble as well. Yes, and he was in the Rumble. You had that spot with Ricochet. Yeah. So you look at it, it's not like they've given him anything easy. It's been sink or swim. It's been, here's your first match at Mania. Here's a SummerSlam match. Here's a world title match, one of the greatest champions we've seen in this generation. And people genuinely were pulling for him to win. Mm. Yeah. Genuinely. We were sat here going, because of the pull he has with that demographic, might he win? He then had one of the best moments in a Rumble for years that we'll talk about for a lot. That will go on the montages, the highlight package of Rumbles for years. And then he got involved in the Elimination Chamber and is now having a Mania match with one of the best talents of this generation. For 12 months, it's not gone too badly. And I don't care whether he has extra sessions in the ring with Shawn Michaels. I don't care. Look, it's working. And this guy, I am looking forward to him against Seth Rollins, not because it's a celebrity match, but because I'm intrigued by the match. Size differential, body differential, different styles, what they're going to bring to it. I think that is going to be the sleeper match of the weekend on an absolutely stacked card where we come away going, yeah, that was phenomenal. Yeah, I, I think absolutely you're right. I think it will be a match that I think it'll be a million miles an hour. I think it'll be spot after spot. There's not going to be too much storytelling, slow wrestling in it. I think it will be high spot, high spot, high spot, 15 to 20 minutes of carnage, and it'll be a great, great fun match to watch. So let's look at where we are with WrestleMania so far. By my count, we've got six matches uh, per night so far, potentially. 12 overall, and I think we may end up with a 13th with the Mysterio match being added to it. So we're looking at probably about six or seven matches per night. That's about right for me. Perfect. That's about three and a half, four hours, isn't it? Yeah. Perfect. So is it the best WrestleMania build ever? Come on, let's get into it. You threw this out on social. Let, let's see where you fall. In my time of seriously watching wrestling and seriously being invested, which is what? How many years? You're looking at Obviously, I've loved wrestling since I was a kid, but really, like, 10 to 15 years, I can't think of a better one, genuinely, that the week before Mania, I have been this excited for. I I, I can't think of one now. Obviously, I, I don't remember X7 at the time. I've been back and watched it, and the promo packages are just next level. That that Rock Austin one, My Way or the Highway, is just, it, it's iconic beyond belief. But for build of week on week, from rumble up to it, storylines going into it, intrigue, match quality, I can't think of a mania this good, this well built in my time. I agree. I I actually agree. And and it's such a bold claim. But last year, what was I excited about? Eh, 
I think last year's WrestleMania to some people over-delivered. I wasn't a huge fan of it. The year before was a semi-pandemic mania in a stadium. Then it was a pandemic mania. The year before that, excited for the women's main event. Can't say there was much else on the card that I really, really loved. I look at this card, and if you said you can watch one match, and only one match across this weekend, how do you pick? And that shows how good it is. Go on, which one would you pick? I don't know. I'll give you... Do you pick Cody dethroning Roman... Or do you pick the Usos, Sammy, and KO? I'm, I mean, it, for me, it's one of those two. What are you? What would you do? For everything it is, I would take Roman Cody. That story. I need to see how that finishes. But for match quality, it's like they've made Gunther, Sheamus, Drew for me. It's like they've made it for me. Like I would pay a lot of money. But I would. Um, I'd open night one with that. By the way, but but do you open it with that, or do you open it with Logan Paul against Seth Rollins? Is amazing to open it with, or you could open one night with the Mysterios going at it, or you know, it says something where I think the least in the match if I had to skip one would probably be Trish Lita and Becky against Damage Control, and I don't want to skip that because I think that's going to be great. I would skip the. Fatal four-way tag match they've just announced, which is clearly there to get people on the card. That's their one filler match at the moment. Yeah, but I'm not convinced those aren't going to be pre-shows. I, yes, I, they'll I, be pre-shows, and they'll be fun. They'll be fun. Those guys will go out and put on a great show. But yeah, it'd be um, they'd be. But yeah, of the big matches, that that Trish Lita Becky one, I think would be mine as well. Just mental to say. Let's talk AEW, who put on a world-class main event this week with Kenny Omega defeating El Hijo del Vikingo in an exceptional match. We saw the return of Adam Cole to set up his return to the ring with Daniel Garcia next week at an intriguing angle that could just set up the departure of FTR from AEW, or maybe it won't. Now, that's something we're going to want to get into uh, in this part of the show, but let's talk about Omega and El Hijo del Vikingo. Now, I will be honest... Hadn't heard of the visitor from from AAA, um, and there was a lot of narrative on social media going. It doesn't matter if you've not heard of him; he'll just impress you in the match. I'm not sure I buy into it. Storytelling aside, though, that athleticism was unreal. Yeah, I'd never heard of him. I love his name. Yeah. Oh, I saw his name and I was like, I want to be called that. <laughs> I want to be the Viking King. Um, or whatever it is. I don't really understand what it translates as, but oh, it was cool. It's Son of Viking, I think. I think. Okay, I'd like that name. Son, I think, says my Duolingo. Yes, <laughs> you can you can say all sorts of Duolingo I've seen on your social media. <laughs> um, oh my, the son of the Viking can wrestle. Jesus. I just watched, I haven't seen the whole match, but I watched an eight-minute highlights package of it. Yeah. And my God. Is doing things that I didn't know humans could do. That 6.30, whatever it was, from the top... From inside the ring to outside the ring, through a table. Yeah, but then also the one that led to the finish, where he literally bounced. He hit the ring mat and he came back up again. I just thought, I know you know how to fall. Not like that, surely. I mean, he's unreal. Yeah, I, I think you talk about breakout moments, I think he is suddenly the hottest thing from an in-ring perspective in mainstream wrestling that everyone's talking about. I woke up on Thursday to just my whole social media being about this man I'd never heard of. 
So it'd be very, very interesting to see where he goes. Because was it just a... Was there any reason for him coming to wrestle Kenny Omega? I think... And, and this is a, and people will think I rag on AEW every week. I love AEW. I want it to be so much better than it is. I think the reason was they were meant to have a match in 2021 and there was an injury to Kenny, which meant they couldn't have it. And then Tony Khan, being the huge wrestling fan he is, said, I will give you that match. I'll make it happen on AEW Dynamite and I will bring it to a worldwide audience for free. So you can't fault it, but that's why it happened, I think. And we can't fault it, and I love it, and Tony, you do God's work. But imagine if we'd built to it a little bit. Yeah. Imagine if I'd woken up on Wednesday going, oh, I'm not going to try and say it. It's the Viking man versus Kenny tonight, and I know I'm excited for that because of this, this, and this. Not woken up on Thursday and gone, oh, what the hell's this? That's my only criticism of it. The match was just rain-breakingly good. I don't understand how either of them do what they do. I don't get it. I don't know how human bodies work that way. I don't get it, but it was incredible. Just imagine if there was a reason for it. That's the thing, isn't it? It's And and so I've seen the, the dialogue on social media. Yeah, you don't need to. Once people see him, they'll be invested in it. That is not, that is not how life works. Like, no one puts out a Marvel blockbuster superhero movie and goes, ah, we won't do any promotion for it. You know, if people come to the cinema, they'll see it. They'll see it. They'll know. Once they know, they know. No, that's not how promotion works. And it baffles me that AEW don't get that. Yeah, if, if, if you watch it, you'll get it. If you don't, you're missing out. He's a man. He's a spider. You know, Spider-Man. The poster says it all. Like, you know, they'll say, no, they spend so much because you've got this amazing thing. And if they, I don't know when they book this match. Okay, I, I really don't. Say they didn't even book it till after Dynamite went off the air last week. So all they could do was promote it across social media. Get your videos out on social media. Make it a huge thing. You Like, go hell for leather with it. Don't just say, oh, if you know who this guy is, you're in for a treat. And if not, it just, it baffles me. And someone needs to shake Tony Khan a little bit and say, Tony, please, we want you to succeed. You can't be doing it this way. Yeah, it is odd that you wouldn't promote it, but... I'm going to try and focus on the good, and that's how good the match was. I'll be the ray of positivity on our little podcast. No, 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 because I'm not negative. I, I don't know. I just, they've got all the ingredients, and sometimes I feel it's a little bit like they're a chef who doesn't know how to cook the best thing. And every week, Tony Khan gives you, like, perfectly good, really good food, but you just knew if they had a Michelin-starred chef in there, you'd be getting excellent. So that's what I think. Hey, do you want something else controversial that you sent to me yesterday? CM Punk in a deleted Instagram story. Well, he's not short of saying anything. Uh, this one second, just before we start. Yeah. Could you just let everyone know what you you believe the C and the M stand for in your message to me? Christopher Michael. Christopher Michael Punk. Thank you. Carry on. Christopher Michael Punk. Carl Matthew. Um. So if you haven't seen this, CM Punk on a deleted social media post on his Instagram stories... Uh, and remember, Punk hasn't been seen since the All Out feud and, and Brawl backstage says, Sigh, I wasn't cleared to come back to wrestle yet. The plan was to wrestle at the pay-per-view. I sat and listened to Moxley's Rocky 3 idea. I explained how I'd never seen a Rocky movie. 
and I thought the idea sucked, but if the boss wanted me to do it, whatever. He said he wouldn't lose to me, he, I assume, being Moxley. I'd never experienced someone refusing to lose to me, I just laughed. I asked Tony if this was what he wanted. He said yes. He's the boss, so I said okay, but I need to be cleared first. They kept saying it could just be a squash, so I don't need to be cleared. I scoffed at that. My health is more important. Dave Meltzer is a liar, Jericho is a liar, and a stooge. There were plans, but plans always change, and I'll never put a company above my health ever again. Now, just to catch people up, you may well remember last year in AEW, there was that odd TV title champion versus champion unification match. The Punk lost in about three minutes and we all went, what the hell's going on? Seems pretty clear that is what that is referring to. Yeah, and he's just putting out the biggest heel turn of that is that he's never seen a Rocky film, first of all. There's the biggest heel turn from Punk. How do you get to his... You're looking at me as if you haven't now. I feel like I've seen... I've definitely seen Creed, so I don't know if that counts. And I feel like I've seen Rocky, Rocky One. There you go. That's a Rocky film. There you uh, go. Well, possibly up. Rocky Two. Now that's what I call Rocky. No, no, no. Right. Okay. Um. So there's the biggest heel turn from him. Um. I don't actually mind him putting out his side of the story. It's just when he starts being like, Melts is a liar. Jericho's a liar and a stooge. And you're like, ah, oh, Christopher Michael. You're not helping yourself here. And like you said to me, I said, Jules Lant, surely he's not coming back to AEW now. I just feel like of all the people that post hurts, it hurts me the most. Because we sat here. You, of all people. Of all the people. He said that and he's gone, this'll do Merle. This'll do him. Because three weeks ago, or whatever it was, we sat here and had a conversation and you said, you can't have that attitude in a team. And I was like, yeah, but you know, what if it's just a one-off and you cut him some slack and he's let me down, he's let himself down, and most gallingly, he's proved you right. Mm, yes, that's the worst bit of this. See, I, I don't see how he can come back from that. And look, he's, he's a grown man. He has every right to express his opinion, but free speech isn't without consequence. And the consequence of that is lots of people who maybe were like, ah, let's hear his side, have heard his side and gone, okay, not, not sure I like it. Also, of all the people to go at, you've gone at two of AEW's golden goose, golden ge- oh, I almost said gooses then, golden geese in Moxie Jericho. They are, if you're taking, if there's a decision to be made and you've got to take the side of punk, on Moxie and Jericho, I know where Tony Khan's going. Two of them have never let him down. One of them has only ever let him down. Do you know what I mean? So Yeah, and part of me goes, is it a work? Is there a reason he posted it and deleted it? And no, I don't think so. So look, we will see where that goes, um, where the punk comes back. Adam Cole, baby. Baby! Stellar promo for Adam Cole, who once again looked like an absolute superstar in front of that crowd. Just get him on my TV week to week and build him. Just don't just they don't have to build him. Just give him a mic and let him wrestle. But just leave him there every week because we hadn't seen him for four weeks for some reason. It's just stupid. Just every week give me some Adam Cole because he is world championship material. He carries himself. Like you know people say, does a belt make the man, does a man make the belt? Adam Cole is at that level because of how he carries himself. It's just the way he is in the ring. And him against Garcia next week, yeah, okay, AEW, you've given me a bit of promotion. You've hooked me in. I want to see Adam Cole back in the ring. And Daniel Garcia is a match I want to see. That'd be a brilliant match. And let's get Adam Cole in the role of just really good matches every week or every other week, showing how good a wrestler is, highlighting how good wrestlers other people are, get Cole on some momentum, Mention that he won the Owen Hart Memorial Tournament. Mention these things. And let's build him to be a challenger to MJF. 
and have some genuine intrigue on could he be the man to dethrone MJF. Because of all the all-out acquisitions from 2021, I think Adam Cole is the one who, long-term, is going to be the most valuable for AEW. Brian Danielson has got a limited time left in the ring, and Jesus, is he giving everything to AEW. So, fair play, Brian Danielson, but he's got more miles behind him than in front of him. Adam Cole can be the guy you build that company around. He can make himself that fifth pillar. And you need him to be happy, and you need to use him because Daddy Paul is back over in WWE. If you think Big Triple H isn't looking going, hmm, I miss my favourite Adam Cole, because you look at how he was treated in NXT, then you kid yourself. I am sure there have been conversations of, we would love to have you back. And if I'm Adam Cole right now, I know injuries have happened and you can't, you can't plan for them. I would be looking at AW going, this hasn't quite gone how I thought it would 18 months later. Yeah. If you imagine he's on a three-year contract, he's halfway through. And if the next 18 months go out of that, I'd be a huge return to WWE. Yeah, and, and look, the grass was probably greener when he went. The grass has changed in WWE, and of business being so fickle, it could change right back again. Mm-hmm. It could all So you've got to make a judgment call, and FTR, FTR have had to make a judgment call about whether they go back to WWE or whether they stay in AEW. Now, we know nothing about the behind-the-scenes machinations for that tag team and what they're going to do, but they have been public in saying they've had decisions to make, and suddenly... On Dynamite this week, we see FTR come out and challenge the Gun Club in a match for the AEW Tag Titles, where FTR put their careers in AEW on the line. Now, this could be an amazing work, or this could be the truth. What do you think? When's this match happening? I'm not sure. I felt like it might be next week, but I didn't hear that again, so I could be wrong. Because next week would make sense for two reasons. It's because you'd think if you were doing this return, you'd want to do it right after Mania, mm-hmm. if you were doing WWE. But could they come out and just win and then just start laughing and be like, no, we were never going anywhere and we've worked you all? I mean, I think they could. I think Yeah, it's a very FTR thing to do, isn't it? Or, or even just, look, it, it builds in intrigue. You, were you going to watch FDR Gun Club if their careers weren't on the line? Probably not. But now you know they're legitimately talking about where they go and they say they've made a decision. If you're AEW uh, and you've already signed FDR to a three-year contract, why not build that into the storyline? But on the flip side, if FDR are leaving the company, why not have your tag team champions beat them on the way out? And FDR are an old-school tag team. They'd do that. Yeah, they would, and if, they're, if they're at the end of their contract they decide to leave, there's no hard feelings, is there? But say what I would like, my dream scenario is Gun Club beat them. Kevin and Sammy win the tag titles at Mania. They are out on Monday Night Raw after Mania, unifying the titles to one belt, because that's what I want. I want Cody and Kevin and Sammy to get rid of this all we're carrying around all the belts. Give me one belt. We have shown the last 12 months that across Raw and SmackDown, we can work with one top champion and one set of tag team champions. It has worked. So let's get rid of too many belts, okay? Let's get a nice new world championship belt and let's get some nice new tag team champions. Sexy belts. new belts, yes. Yes, let's get some new belts, please. Yes. And I would like the revival to interrupt that ceremony of bringing out the new belts. Oh, yes. Yes, I would like that. And I would like to look at a tag team division on the main roster that could conceivably be Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, The Usos, The New Day, Revival slash FTR, 
and there are two gentlemen, one is called Champa and one is called Gargano, mm-hmm. that are sitting there on the main roster, injuries aside. And if you give me those five teams, tag wrestling is is reborn in WWE. I mean, what else could you want? That that would be just phenomenal. You can't imagine how good that would be, can you really? There's also throwing up, Street Profits street throwing profits. there. Yeah, and, and yeah. you know what? Sod it. Why not put back together? Um, uh, You could put Tyler Bay and uh, Walter together. Uh, not Walter, Butch. Yes, he's yeah. going to be peeped on again. Yeah, so, so you could do that. But also things like, even I don't even care, but I think they're quite a good tag team, Braun Strowman and Ricochet, yeah. and they work quite well as an odd couple. I, I Yeah, I would be... So excited for that. And you know, you know, if you could give me one moment on Raw After Mania, and I don't know if this is conceivable because I don't know how the individual is doing in recovery. Give me Big E coming back. Yeah. Yeah. If if you can. Now, I don't know if he can and if he ever will. It was a, a hideous injury. But you want a feel-good moment, imagine the New Day coming out and Big E coming back out with them. So if you are FTR, are you staying or are you going? Do I stay or do I go? Da, 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 I go. Get me yeah. back to WWE. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think I go back. Because again, you look at them in NXT, they were brilliant. And the man who was in charge of it all is in charge of WWE. Yes, I know I'm just building NXT. I know I'm doing that. I'm well aware that's all I'm doing. But I don't really care. In the mind of Tony Khan, I can see a third outcome here which is that FTR leave, leave AEW. Tony Khan has another company, Mm. which is in need of tag team champions. I can see a situation in which they end up in Ring of Honor, and there's this weird third route where they they leave AEW and everyone thinks they're going to WWE, and actually they become the company who Tony, the act that Tony tries to bring Ring of Honor around. I would not love it, but I could see it happening. I also can't see a world where they're not involved in that ladder match with the history they have with the Briscoes. I, even if they sign for WWE, I couldn't see a world where they haven't got a deal where they're allowed to be in that ladder match because just of the personal emotion it would mean to them. Yeah. It's, 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 I, th- I think if I was FTR, I would go to WWE at this point, looking at how hot WWE is. But you just want them to be happy and how great they have a choice. And that's mm. the thing we always forget when we talk about AEW. There is now a choice. Um, look, let's do everyone's favourite part of the podcast. Earning the push and back to developmental. Something we love uh, from everyday life gets pushed to the moon. Something we hate goes back to developmental. First or second? Mine are dead simple to this. I'll go first. Okay. Earn the push. Anyone who's listened to this for a long time knows I like efficiency. I like competence. I like things that are good at their jobs. Yes. Scissors. <laughs> What in the world has happened over the past seven days? That's made- I was just I was cutting something the other day. I literally just said to her, I said, how good are scissors? I said, they're so good at their job. Because I was looking at the knives. I was like, if I didn't have the scissors, I'd have to be opening this packet with the knives, and that's dangerous. And it's I could slip and stab someone or myself and just scissors are great, mate. If they're I, really good. If I didn't know you better, I would I would have assumed you were stoned if you started saying that to me. No, I know, I know, but how good are scissors? <laughs> just think about it. Next time you use a pair of scissors, yeah. just think, wow, these are really good at their job. Oh, bless how simple you are. Are you kidding? Yeah, sometimes I am. Have you? Did you take a knock on the head and you... No, I'm fine. I'm okay. fine. I think, I, actually, I think one of my previous back developmentals is 
they're the one thing though that no one puts back where they should be. Yeah. You just leave them out. They're never back and that winds me up. I go for the scissors and I can't find them. I am hacking at it with a knife. Okay. Well, all right, fine. The scissors, yeah. Thank you. Earning the push. I don't I, we don't question these. We let them no. go in regardless. And back to developmental then. Back to developmental is um obviously part of my job is you get you can get really bad injuries. You can get you you sore, you're hurt a lot. Back to developmental for me is injuries, not even injuries. Things that hurt, they shouldn't hurt as much as they did. I've got two at the moment. Okay. So I, I, so you've seen me with seven stitches in my lip. I've ripped my ear off twice in the last twelve months. All these, they, they don't really hurt that much. Like you just crack on. This tiny little bruise on the edge of my little finger. Yeah. I cannot tell you how painful that is. That cut on that finger. I cannot tell you how painful it is. And then you know what I've developed this week for the first time in my life. What's that? Which is really. When I stand up from sitting down, I get a bit of a stiff back. And oh my God, it hurts. So you and I are different in so many ways. But today we've gone through the looking glass. Because my back to developmental, and I swear to God this is true, is little injuries that hurt more than they should. It's happened. A hundred percent true. Because we've I, done it. I, I cut my... You can't see because I've got a weird webcam. But I took my mate's son to a park on Wednesday and got a little cut from the gate, shutting the gate, and it is ridiculously painful. The top of fingers are so sensitive, aren't they? They hurt so much. <laughs> I love that we're talking about, like, wrestling and what they put their bodies through, and we're like, but also, guys, let's not discount little cuts to fingers. It's like, like stubbing your toe. Oh, my God. Yeah. Or so paper I cuts. When do you last get a paper cut? They're awful. And it's when you know you've done it and you look down, yeah. you can see the slash and you're just like, ah, that's no. no salt and vinegar for me. Um, so remarkably, I'm with you on that. My earning the push, though... If it's scissors, it's going to blow my mind. No, it's not. It's, um, oh. it's And you'll appreciate this. It's the injuries that are worth it. So you yeah. you probably in rugby a number of times have put your body on the line and literally begun. That was that was so worth it. I stopped that try. You know, we we forced a forced an error, whatever it was. I at five aside uh, this week, I was battered and bruised everywhere, but it felt so worth it because we didn't win, but we kept the score down. And I my legs are just bruises, but I'm like, yes, this is so worth it. Didn't our mate Dan put you through the fire exit? Yes, he did. He put... That's not very friendly. So bizarrely, the uh, the attendant there where we play in the hall said, um, I don't know what, she never said it before, but she literally said this time, I can you just mind the fire exits? We're like, yeah. <laughs> we all know what's happening then. We're like, yeah, sure. And Dan tackled me from behind, essentially leg kicked my leg away, and I sold it like a demon because as I fell, I put my hands out onto the bar and pushed the bar and I fell through the door. But to everyone behind, it looked like I'd fallen head first onto the bar and the door opened and I went out of it. So somewhere, the CCTV footage on the inside is great, but on the outside, it's even better where suddenly I just fall through a door like the Shockmaster in WCW. I think I want to come and watch your five-a-side at some point because every week the stories from it is brilliant. You, you come play. We'd have you once your little stubbed fingers healed up. Yeah, I just have to be brave enough. Be brave. Um, before we wrap up, yeah, can I suggest something for next week, please. Do it. Could we both come with? We think we'll have a confirmed uh, list because the Mysterios are all on SmackDown tonight, aren't they? So I'm guessing that's where it's going to happen. Yep. I would like a prediction from both of us for who wins every match, and then we can see who does best. 
Yes, like a WrestleMania, like fantasy football sort of thing. Yes, exactly. Just a winner of each, and we'll see who gets the most out of 13. You know what? And and let's do this. Unless AEW does anything spectacular next week, and we will talk a little bit about Adam Cole's return to the ring. Sorry, folks. It's going to be a WrestleMania special next week. Uh, so let us know what you are looking forward to at Mania, what your match of the night will be, what your sleeper match will be, uh, and your predictions as well is what we will do. Um, Very quickly on the Mysterios, Angie is going to be on Smack down tonight uh dom's gonna confront his mammy but the other one what's gonna happen he's gonna say something or go to lay his hand on her and that's gonna be when ray snaps i don't think they will do him actually physically attacking her but i think he will or he will set rear on her something like that <laughs> i think so rear on her. Like, it's something like that but this will be where he will do something to his mother that means ray can't can't say no anymore or and you'll just tell Ray to get a grip and deal with his son. Yeah, either or, it's happening, and we shall see on SmackDown tonight. So next week is a WrestleMania special. He's Charlie underscore Beckett on Twitter. I'm Jack underscore Merley. Get us your Mania predictions, your match of the night you think is going to over-deliver, uh, where you think we're all going, all that good stuff. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. It is the best time to be a wrestling fan, but for this week, we are out of time. For Charlie and myself, thank you for listening to Earning the Push, and bye-bye. <laughs>